Welcome to Superior Mind Body Health Podcast. I am your host, Monica Banach, an advanced practice nurse and a certified health coach. I have an amazing lady that I'm going to be chatting with, and I I call her the American Mother Teresa. Her real real name is Judy Craig, and uh, she is, oh gosh, this woman has so much wisdom, and I'm so excited to talk to her about it. And, you know, this podcast is Superior Mind, Body, Health. That's what it's about. But giving, the whole idea of giving back to others, it basically is living. Giving is living. So... I wanted to have her on today because I'm actually going on one of her mission trips this year. And I just want to chat with her about how it has changed her life and all the experiences that she has been through. Uh, she is an incredible woman. She has been a CRNA her most of her life. After she retired, she decided to keep working and doing good out there and doing mission trips. So Here is Miss Judy Craig. Welcome. Hello. Good morning. (laughs) Thank you for being here. Uh, Judy, tell tell us, like, how did you get started? I know you were a nurse anesthetist, CRNA, uh, most of your life. And how did you get started going on the mission trips? Well, there was a, um, the group that preceded this one. Um, started in my, the parish that I belong to. And so I, I started after my husband passed away, I had to find something to do. So I kind of helped in the office and did a few things. And then they said, well, we think you ought to go down there and you should see what, what this operation looks like. And I said, okay. So I worked with them for a little bit and then they sort of fell apart. I don't know exactly what happened, but Um, and one of the, at this point, that was the only group that was going. And this is in Honduras, right? Honduras? Yes. 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 Uh, San San Benito Jose Medical Center, it's called. Um, and so, um, one of the friars came to me and said, could you, could you put put together a surgical mission? And I said, oh dear, I must've been absent that day. They taught that in anesthesia school. And so I thought, you know what, I can educate <laughs> people. I can put you to sleep and wake you up. I can figure this out. So I sort of flew by the seat of my pants, and I took um, I took a group that was just very small. And then the next time I added another group and another group. And now we've got, there's four ORs in the clinic, and we usually fill all four of them up with surgeons and um you know, now we we can do 130 cases in a week. Yeah, that's awesome. So you started doing this after you retired, right? Yes. I've yes. been retired for 20 years. Wow. Oh, my goodness. But it all came back to me, you know. The first yeah. time I intubated somebody, I went down that lady's throat, and those vocal cords were right where I left them 20 years before. <laughs> It's like riding the bike for those it who is. Don't know intubating is when we put a tube down someone's throat to keep them while they're asleep during surgery. So then in 2010, when you took over this mission, 
the medical mission. You mm-hmm. it was it was called the Solanus S O L A N U S mission yes. medical mission. Yes. And recently, from what I understand, you stepped down a little bit and mm-hmm. uh, let someone else take over the mission trip. Correct. Yes, it's time. she is young she is i don't know how old are you judy i'm um 68 oh my goodness i'm sorry 78 68 sounded a lot better (laughs) (laughs) you're so cute that's amazing uh and so last year you went the last mission trip you went on was last year yes okay and um i've had some health issues in the last four years, but particularly the last two years, I've had two strokes and a brain bleed. Oh, my goodness. And so I can't get any of my doctors to say, yes, you can go to Honduras <laughs> again. Well, we're we're going to get you there one, one of the days. So I, I'm, I am actually going. So this is this, you know, this is how you connect with souls that are like Mm -hmm. yours you know you meet people with that whole Mm -hmm. energy so i happened to meet one of the people that took over this uh solana's medical mission and i'm actually going on this mission trip with this with this group so when i met judy i was like i have to interview her because i when i started doing mission trips uh I i think it was like 10 years ago my whole life completely changed like there it it's like you can't describe it like yes you can give money and stuff but when you actually go to these third world world countries uh i've been to dominican and africa for medical mission trips it's just seeing the joy and how much it means to these people and how much you get back from it 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 becomes so it gets under your skin yes it's that's what I always tell new new people is that um, all I can promise you is about thirty new friends and 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 a, a change in your life. It's a life changing thing to do. Absolutely. I can't. It's, but you're right. It's hard to explain. A friend asked me, "Hey, you want to go on a mission trip?" And I didn't think much of it. I was like, "Sure, I guess I can go." And at that time, I was in a ton of debt, student student loan debt, nothing like crazy. But, you know, anesthesia school is expensive. So after I got back from the mission trip, it's like, and I'm not saying that somebody paid it off. I paid it off myself. But it's like the the universe blessed me with so much more. Because when you give back, Mm -hmm. you get million back in return. That is just, and I, and like when I say. You can't ignore it. It's right. It's right. They're in your face all the time. Yes, yes. And then the people you meet and and on the mission trips, you become long friends with these people. Like people that are not good people, they don't go on mission trips. I mean, there might be like an exception, someone that wants to go and take a selfie. Hey, I was on a mission trip. But that's rare. But all those social volunteers. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. So what has giving done in your life what has giving back in oh. this and month and, and you know my my judy mother theresa what has it given back in oh your my life? gosh it's given me my whole life back um after my husband passed away and he was a wonderful man and we had a wonderful marriage and we never fought 
And all of a sudden, well, I took care of them for four years. And all of a sudden you wake up one day and there's no pills to get. There's no doctor to get to and there's no chemo today. And I was like, what am I going to do with myself? And I always loved being a nurse. And so I, I got into this and it saved my life because I didn't... I didn't just sit around and say, oh, it's been three months today. and Oh, I miss him. I miss him. But, you know, I, I'm i thinking about who needs what in Honduras and how can we make this better? And do we have enough people? And yeah. So it just, it took over my life, really, which made it hard for me to give it up. But it's time. I have to. I My, my mind is not like it was when I was 30. Yeah. <laughs> Well, of course, I mean, you're 78. And the fact that you've still been doing it the last 20 years, that's amazing. But, but, you know, going back to doing when you focus on someone else, when, when you know, and then everybody goes through hard life. I mean, yes, mm-hmm. losing your husband, I cannot imagine, especially when you've been married for so long and had such a wonderful marriage. But, you know, people People out there, you know, they go through difficult times. When you focus on someone else, giving back mm-hmm. to someone else, you forget about your own problems. Yes, they're mm-hmm. still there. When you focus on someone else, it really helps you take that worry that you always, you know, oh, what am I going to do? You focus on someone else and it shifts your whole I, vibration. I just, I, there was a reason why I'm still here. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I wanted to make the most of it. Yeah, um, because you think you know, I I be I'm here and I'm thinking, oh, that patient we saw that had those club feet. Now, how are we going to fix that? What can I do to, you know? And then and then I we started contacting podiatrists, and now we have a podiatry program. That's amazing. And, and they, you know, oh, they need them. They need it very badly. Yeah. I mean, and the change you make in that person's life, it, it's, it's mm-hmm. not just for they, it's for the rest of their life. Like even the mm-hmm. kids that we did like cleft lips and palates where their lip is like, you know, opened and it's hard for them to eat. And, and their teeth are usually sticking out. And- yeah, it's very distorting to them. And when these parents see their child for the first time after we fix that cleft lip or that palate, it is like it's it it's you cannot, tears. oh my gosh it's like they hug you they just tell you lo- they love you in their language like when i was in ethiopia and you still feel it doesn't matter you know what, what they're saying <laughs> yeah yeah they um it is and it's life altering for them because um in honduras the cleft lip and cleft palate um these kids are looked down on like there's they did something wrong, and that's why they've been punished with this birth defect. Yeah, which isn't true, but it it alters their life. Absolutely. Had, um, when in the beginning, when we used to have lines in front of the hospitals, we're better at getting everything together now. But um, you know, and at one point, you have to cut off the line. This is the last one for today. Mm-hmm. So they said, "Okay, this is where we're going to stop." And it was a young girl, like. 16, 17, with a cleft lip and palate. And the next patient was a a baby who was six months old with a cleft lip and palate. And the girl said, no, no, take the baby first. I'll wait till the next mission. Because I have lived with this 
for all these years. And I don't, if there's a chance that she won't have to. Oh my God. That like literally brings tears to my eyes. It does. It just, these people are, Yeah, we could all take a lesson from them. Yeah. And you know, another thing, Judy, see now you made me cry. Thank you. <laughs> and another thing, you know, also is we here in America or even in Europe where you live, we have, we have so much that we take for granted. Mm -hmm. And when you go to these third world countries, like I was in Ethiopia, it grounds you because you see these people have nothing and they are so grateful and so happy. Like mm -hmm. they have clay. They're very happy. Yeah. They have yeah. homes made out of clay. Literally. There's no, no door. No, no door. door. Yeah. Dirt floor. Yeah, so when you when you wake up and you're like, oh, it's too hot in Florida today. It's too humid. You realize you're like, oh my gosh, like, what yeah. am I like? It ground. It really grounds you when you come back and you see the the poverty and how hard people have it out there, but how grateful they are. Mm -hmm. It really changes like how you approach life. You know, you wake up with a smile, yeah. even though there is a, sometimes we all have hard days and like I do too. Right. And I just say, you know what? Yeah, it's hard, but somebody has it harder than me. And it's for sure. Yeah. So a it's, lot, of, a lot it, of the pain and they're so grateful, you know, and it's so hard to, you know, I watch them and they, you know, we walk them down the hall and, put them in the OR and they get on the table and lie down and let us do to them whatever we're going to do to them. And doesn't, and they don't speak our language. Yeah. Can you imagine being in Japan and having somebody take you to a room and put you on the table and do surgery on you and you can't say, what are you doing? You know, mm -hmm. what's going on? And they just hold your hand and say, gracias, gracias, gracias. Yeah. Well, they're so grateful and they trust, you know, they trust, they trust you. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. They oh, do. That's amazing. And, you know, there is actually one of my favorite uh, quote from Mother Theresa. I know I keep saying her name, but like. I know, but she, she, she was amazing. Yeah. Everyone, uh, not everyone can do great things or like big things, but everyone can do small things with great love. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I know we're talking about like doing medical mission trips and going outside of the country and not everyone can do that. Uh, obviously, mm -hmm. if you can, I mean, uh, obviously I encourage you to do it, but not everyone can do that. Mm -hmm. um, there's different mission trips. There's, you know, religious mission trips, all kinds of different ones that if you want, you can do it. But I understand not everyone can go outside of the country and leave their family. Right. You can do small acts like you can do like even a simple smile at someone mm -hmm. or saying, you know, you I got you or something just kind that you say to someone because everyone's going through something and it doesn't have to be these big things that you do. But even right. just the small acts of kindness that we do, if you you see someone walking in front of you and they drop something, pick it up. You yeah, know, like that just changes that person's like. Just pass it on. <laughs> yes, yes. And again, yeah. even even those small acts, they do bring so much back into your life. And there was a lady that was just sort of she wandered into the clinic. All the synapses weren't firing. And um she was crying because she needed help. 
And I, and I just happened to be there. And I said, sit down. And this is in my, what my daughter calls my John Wayne Spanish. Hola, como esta? <laughs> and she sat down and I was able to determine that she wanted to talk to somebody. And she hadn't had anything to eat. So I went into our coffee room and got my sandwich and gave her my sandwich, at which she gobbled right up. You know she hasn't eaten for days. And one of the friars came out and took her, and they were they were able to help her. She had some emotional problems that they were able, you know, we were able to address. And, you know, her life isn't perfect, but it's going to be better than when she was sitting there starving. Absolutely. And when you say, for those who don't know, can you explain what friars are? Um, <clears throat> the friars are a, an order of Catholic priests. Their whole thing is that they live with the poor and and for the poor. You know, they help them getting food and they, they go out and beg and they help them fix their houses. And these this is the happiest group of men you'll ever see they're just they never complain and they're totally happy they live in their friary they each have a, a cell they call it and in the cell there is a lamp a chair a table and sometimes a bed but most of them sleep on the floor wow so they're and, like catholic monks basically yes right? mm-hmm. they are and but they're they come when we have a, a mission they come to the hospital and they'll take off their habits and put on scrubs and come in and help us, you know, hold a leg while they're prepping it. Or, you know, we're going to make residents out of all of them. But they come in, they come in, they're not afraid to get their hands dirty. And um, they, they run this whole clinic while when there's no surgical mission there, the hospital runs as a family clinic. Hmm. And so they bring the people and they have to take them, go and pick them up sometimes. And um, they just, they're just unbelievable. That's awesome. A wonderful group of people. So when you go on these mission trips, obviously they are nonprofit. um, And this particular one, Solana's medical mission trip. When we go on those in September, like, is it based on donations? Like obviously everyone that goes on the mission trip, like what does it take to produce like a mission trip? Like who do you like? Is it well, surgeon? Um, well, we need for each room, we need a surgeon, anesthesia provider, a scrub and a circulator. So, you know, for each room to do surgery and they all volunteer. Mm-hmm. Some people take their vacation times and come down there for a week. Um, Some people are able to get time off. The surgeons close their offices for a week. Wow. And the surgeons are, you know, sometimes surgeons can get a little testy, as we know in anesthesia. But those kind of people don't go on these trips. You know, I have seen the surgeon pick up the mop and mop the floor mm. in the operating room so that we can get the next next case going faster. Wow. That's amazing. Well, obviously, yeah, like you 
a surgeon that knows is going to lose a week of or more of like business mm-hmm. and he's taking not only taking the time off but losing money to go and do surgeries in another country i mean they they cannot be just faking it that they're good people no. you know, they have to be just... and they come back year after year after yeah. year i mean wow. some of them i've been working with for 20 years you know wow. they're they just keep coming <laughs> so basically everybody that goes on those trips volunteers what about equipment yes. medical supplies um, you bring those well, with you? um yes we do we um medications and a lot of equipment we have to find and there are different organizations here that you can go go to um americares is one of them and you tell them that you need you know a box of cast material mm-hmm. and if they have it they'll send you can get it from them and you make a donation to americares also the people that are coming you know you'll tell them you're going to work in the orthopedic room so we need cast material and wrap you know the wrap around it and all this and they can get it from their hospital sometimes mm-hmm. we'll donate it if we don't get it that way we have to buy it okay and we used to buy all the medications which can be quite costly mm-hmm. and um but Jeremy is able to he's where he gets his medications for his practice he can get all our medications there so now all i have to do had to do he's going to do um is order what we need and um he would send me the the bill and i i write him a check from our account mhm so Jeremy, Jeremy Henry Jeremy Henry is the the person that took over your position right yes he's okay. the president and the ceo okay so he knows what we need he just mm-hmm. orders it yeah and then the, and then uh is it also through donations to people can people donate yes people can donate okay. mm-hmm. and we're he's working on a website and it will have all the information on there where to donate awesome i i once i get that website by the time this this uh recording is out we'll post all the if anyone out there you know if you can't go on a trip or you can't you know donate supplies you can always help out monetarily if you if you would like to that would be really much appreciated you um, can always say a prayer <laughs> oh uh, or just say a prayer absolutely yes but that would be greatly appreciated and i'll post all the details i'll post like a facebook link to the solanas medical mission trip yeah because oh. there's some there's some videos and pictures on there that awesome that you I'm know i actually at the hospital that i currently work at you know when i mentioned to them that i'm going on a mission trip and i said hey if you have any expired sutures you know sutures is what you sew the skin with or certain things that we need like gloves or uh, mm-hmm. gowns and stuff i'm telling you people have donated so much to me and you know that stuff a lot of times they just throw it away it's all thrown oh, away 
I think every nurse that's been there says, I can't believe the waste at home. Yes, yes. So if you also, you know, if you at one of the hospitals, if you have, you know, a lot of expired stuff like gloves and sutures and gowns, and sometimes they open the gown and then they have to throw it away because it's no longer sterile. Right. And those gowns are expensive. But also if you work, you know, in a, in a hospital, you know, as a nurse or scrub or whatever, if you do like a, a lot of times at the end of the month during inventory, we throw away so much stuff because it's close to expiration or it's expired and all that mm-hmm. stuff we can use. So get in contact with me or Jeremy or, and we can, you know, get those supplies in and, mm-hmm. uh, save them for us or we can go pick it up if you live close to like utah or in nashville area um, that would be greatly appreciated so anything anything counts anything helps because that takes you know outside of buying those things for the mission trip and the money can be used to provide more things for other people or maybe even help with some of the travel expenses for the people that are going on the trip as well Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, I I don't let if somebody wants to go and they have financial reasons why they can't, I, I usually dip into our bank account and give them what they need, because we need them. Yeah. Well, it's it's good to know that there are amazing people out there like that. There are, there are so many good people. And you're an example of, you know, sometimes people feel like, oh, you know, I got to retire. This is it. And (laughs) look what you've done. Look how many lives you've changed. Like this, it's just anyone can, not anyone, but anyone can change other people's lives. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and it doesn't take a lot, you know, it does. We had a little boy, um, oh, several years ago and he was born deaf. And he weighed three pounds when he was born. And his mother told me that the nurse could hold him in the palm of her hand. He was so small. And the only thing that was wrong with him is he was deaf. So he grew up. So now he's about seven years old. And they have him in a school for um, mentally challenged people. Mm -hmm. And he's not mentally challenged. He's deaf. So the friars said, can you do anything about this? So a couple of us went together and did a project within the project. And we were able to get him to the United States and get him a cochlear implant. And all the the therapy, the speech therapy and everything that went with it. And he could hear. I mean, that's really light. And then he went to school and caught up with his grade. and Just life-changing. He's 23 now, and I still hear from him. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah, yeah. stories like that. And, I mean, I know you keep making me cry. Like, I didn't realize I was such a crier. <laughs> but stories like that really just touch my heart. on a different Oh, yeah. Way. It does. It does. Yeah. I went to the um, he would always come and visit us when we were on missions after the cochlear implant. And I one day he was in the hallway with his mother and she said, Luis wants to say something to you. And I said, okay. So I, he stood up real tall and he looked right in my face and he <sighs> said, I love you, Juju. Oh my gosh. <laughs> 
And I'm like, what do you want? How many? Um, we've got candy. Can I, you want some candy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. that's amazing that's amazing yeah. the the lives that you've changed and will continue to change by letting others continue this mission and i know jeremy henry is going to do an amazing job because he's oh, he he's a a very he's a wonderful person he is he really is I've been recruiting surgeons and, and people because I, you know, I want people to get involved and do these things. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, if you're, if you're out there, you know, thinking, I'm, I'm telling you, giving back is living, giving is living. So mm-hmm. whatever it is, even the smallest, like I wanted to do this podcast to inspire you, all of you out there to give even in the smallest way. Like I know mm-hmm. we're talking about, you know, mission trips and doing stuff like this, but you don't have to do it. You can do so many things. And just remember that when you give without expecting anything back, the universe, God, just life it's just gonna mm-hmm. bless you in so many different ways and i can't is not something i can explain it's just something you have to experience yourself of all the mistakes i've made in my life i can put my head on the pillow at night and say well maybe the good outweighs the bad you know yeah. <laughs> i'm ahead of the game but yeah. i always tell people when you die and you get to heaven and saint peter said says you know what have you why should we let you in and (laughs) you know and he's and I always tell him just tell him Solanus medical mission and he'll understand (laughs) I love it you're so cute I think you did way you did a lot more good in your life than just the mission trip so (laughs) yeah I love it I I'm so I mean you've got so much 78, which so much wisdom in your in your life. Oh. I'm sure you could share oh. so much stories. And I look forward to hearing some of those over the phone because we will yes. continue to stay in touch. But yes, uh, you know, and if there's anything I can do. Thank you. You're amazing. First, I'm going to share all this information in the in the description. I'm going to share the link to the page for those who want to are interested in going with us. That would be amazing. Surgeons, nurses, uh, mm-hmm. volunteers, I, I mean, anyone out there. Or if you're unable to go and you want to donate, that would be amazing. Mm-hmm. I'll post all the information to the Solanus Medical uh, tr- uh, Mission below and um yeah my only advice is do it do, go mm-hmm. and give back in whatever yes. way and you'll understand you yes. just get there look around and it'll all mm. make sense absolutely absolutely so judy um my favorite question i i like to ask one of my favorite questions at the end is what are the three things you wish you had known sooner um I wish I had known to just um, be still and let God, you know, mm-hmm. it seems there's a problem and I'm going to figure out the answer and I need to do this and that. And at 78 years old, it still amazes me that he can run this world without my suggestions. Yeah. <laughs> and if you just let God do what he's got to do, just say a prayer. I need this. Tell, show me. Love it. And another thing is, um, I wish that I had met my husband sooner. Oh, 
then we would have had more time together. Oh. How long he, have you guys been married before? We he were married for 23 years. Wow. And he, um, when he was diagnosed with esophageal cancer, he asked if he could become a Catholic. Oh. And um, he received six of the seven sacraments in a half an hour. Wow. And he said, wait, I missed one. And I said, yeah, they didn't make you a priest. He said, oh, okay, that's all right. <laughs> and he became, I mean, he he jumped in with both feet. He was a Eucharistic minister, and he did all he, wow. And the other thing is, I wish I knew what old age was going to be like. <laughs> and I might have been more prepared for it. <laughs> In what sense? Can you explain so we can be no, prepared? It's just there's a lot of things, you know, things change in your life and you have to readjust and all of that. But there's like so many things that have changed in the last four years. Mm. You know, I can't go to Honduras anymore. I have to accept that. Yeah. And that kills me. You know, um, that you have to use a walker. No, you can't walk to the mailbox without your walker. Um, it, it's just, I, I moved into a senior living facility, which is wonderful, and it's beautiful. And so I don't have to cook or anything. And and that's been very helpful. But, you know, you can't say, can't just call and say, I need get a hair get a haircut on Tuesday. Because somebody's got to drive you. Yeah. And so how would you have prepared differently for old age? It wouldn't be so many so many changes coming at me at, at one time. You know, you you can't you can't just pick up and go and do whatever you want. And although things are much better since I've moved here, but when I was still in my house by myself, mm. um, it's very lonely. Yeah. It's, it's very lonely and and it's scary, you know, every time. I mean, I had I've had some surgeries and one of them, they were wheeling me into the OR and my daughter said to the surgeon, what do you think? And he said, I don't know if she can pull this off or not. Mm. So, you know, I didn't see that coming. Yeah. But there's, you know, there's things that happen and they're different for everybody. Somebody's a diabetic and now they got to adjust to insulin and, you know, but not and, and being unsteady. And, you know, there's a lot of physical things you can't do that I wasn't prepared for. Yeah. We don't we try not to think about, you know, as right. you older, like, well, I might not be able to do this. And we take it for granted. And um mm -hmm. I don't know, maybe preparing for it. I, I don't know, in other ways. Spend some time like, in a nursing home. Do what? Spend an hour a week in a nursing yeah. home. Mm. And, you know, just so, I mean, I'm not complaining. I'm, you know, I am so lucky. And I have a beautiful new red walker. <laughs> and, <laughs> I, and I'm grateful to be able to live where I live. But it's still, a lot of things were very surprising. I didn't think about that, you know, just simple things like, I'm never going to have Christmas at my house again. Mm. We all go to my daughter's. Mm. You know, I I got rid of all my Christmas plates. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm never going to use them. Mm. 
And and it's okay. As long as I'm with my family, I'm okay. But I just, I never thought about that. Yeah. It's definitely the- an adjustment. I think, you know, that's sometimes that's why it's so hard for, you know, people that get older, it's hard for them to give up their house. They try to hold on to being in their house as long as they can, because it's all they have left at that moment. And going to like senior living uh, facility, it it makes it hard because you do have to get rid of the things that like, I didn't think about it either. Like I was like, oh yeah, I guess you can't take all those things with you. Can't take everything. And although I tried, I gave it a good try. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, you know, you know, it's coming and be ready for it. And my, I said to my daughter must've been in January, I said, I'm going to do a big favor for you. Here are my car keys. I'm never driving again. Mm. And we need to find a place for mom because I can't stay here by myself. By fall, I'm going to stay there on the floor until I can crawl to a phone or somebody. You know, it's just that was too scary. I'm not doing that anymore. Yeah. Well, the fact that you realize that and ask for help, I mean, that's huge too, because Mm -hmm. sometimes people, you have to force them, right? To Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's just, and if you know it's coming, I think it might've been a little easier. Yeah. Well, you were, you were so active doing mission trips, doing stuff. And then suddenly when you had your, some health issues that came up, it just all happened so quickly. Mm Mm-hmm. I know. I didn't. I didn't know that I would have to learn to read, write, walk, talk, yeah. all over again. Yeah. You know, was, but I did. But you know, this can happen to anyone. It doesn't have to mm-hmm. be someone older. You know, this can. It's happened to one of my friends that was in their thirties after a car accident. And yeah. She, yeah. So again, don't take your life for granted. Take Absolutely. live every day to your fullest potential. Love as much as you can. Give love at any opportunity you get, even when there's hate around you. Give love mm-hmm. because that yeah. love will overcome a lot of things. Love Trump's hate every absolutely, time. Absolutely. And that's, you know, that's what I try to do. I try to live my life with love. And yes, it's not always perfect, but that's all I can do. That's how I can contribute from my side. So mm-hmm. yeah, there's something everybody can do. If it's, if it's just saying a prayer every day for the people that do this. Absolutely. So Again, thank you so much, Judy. I oh, thank you so much. I've enjoyed chatting with you. I look forward to connecting more and living on your legacy out there, even though you can't come this coming uh, September. Hey, but who knows? Next year, maybe you will. Maybe the doctors will be able to release you. And I still believe that you will find the strength and you'll be able to come up and just hang out with us and yeah, continue yeah. to just bring your yourself there and just be with us. I think that would be wonderful. And my walker. <laughs> and you walk, yeah, your red walker, your hot <laughs> red walker coming in hot. Yes. Yes. Big red. Yes. <laughs> hey, if you are ready to lose that toxic weight and transform your mind so that weight never comes back, I want to invite you to join my Mind Body Boss Mentorship Program where I use my proven formula to teach you how to achieve that. 
So you just click on the link in the description to learn more. See you on the inside.